welcome Wildcats to Weber State Weekly, a member of the Big Sky Podcast Network. I'm your host, a man who's just trying to stay alive, AC. I'm joined on the podcast today by a guy that's just another brick in the wall, Dustin Chappie Chapman. It's like Weber State, man. Build that thing up brick by brick. I'm also joined by a man who would like to spend just one night in the Hotel California, John King. I mean, if you get to spend some time with that guitar solo, I mean, don't you think that'd be a great time? We've got a big show today. On the show, we've got senior outside hitter Rylan Adams. We also have a big segment regarding a piece that was put on WeberStayWeekly.com this last week, talking about basketball expectations. Do Wildcat fans expect too much? We're going to be breaking it down. And to close things out today, we'll also be playing a game called Generations. We're going to be talking about Wildcat athletics over the next 10 years. What do our guys expect to see from the athletic department, from each of these teams over the course of the next 10 years. But before we get to all of that, want to remind you to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can catch us on WeberStateWeekly.com. You can also subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Subscribe, rate, review. Remember, we like our reviews like we like our recruits, five stars only. Also want to remind you to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook. Go like us there. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Weber State Weekly. We're super active on Twitter, especially on game days. That's going to be the best place to interact with us. You can also catch us via email. You can email us at info at WeberStateWeekly.com. And if you have any ideas for segments or anything, send it over there. We'll get to it and we'll do our best to follow up with you. Also want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, WildcatRack.com. WildcatRack.com, where you can find all your officially licensed Weber State gear, locally owned and operated by people who love the purple and white just as much as you and I. WildcatRack.com, they're our sponsor, and we love them. And now we're going to welcome in a special guest, superstar outside hitter, reigning Big Sky Player of the Week for a performance up against Idaho State in volleyball, senior Rylan Roberts. Rylan, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you. I mean, you're coming off of a few really good matches against Idaho State, and then this last weekend you lifted the trophy against second place Montana State. Well, they were second place at the time anyway. And, uh, yeah, you've been playing really well here this entire season. And in your post-game interview, you mentioned something that I thought was pretty interesting, and that's that you were Jeremiah Larson's first ever recruit to sign after he'd been hired at Weber State. And so you've kind of seen everything because when he was hired – Weber State certainly isn't the program that it is right now. I mean, you've been here through it all, and it's culminated this last weekend with you lifting the trophy. Tell us a little bit about that journey. Yeah, I mean, coming out of high school, I didn't have a lot of coaches that were recruiting me. There weren't a lot of people who believed in me. But my junior year, Maya took over. He got the head coaching job at Weber State, and he started recruiting me as soon as he got this job. And honestly, I hadn't heard much about Weber State volleyball. They haven't been a very successful program. But when I met Maya, I could tell how determined he was and how hard he was going to work for his players. And that's something that really attracted me. And so a few weeks later, I committed. And it's been one of the best decisions of my life because Maya has done everything for me. The program has helped me to become a better volleyball player and a better individual. So I'm super happy. And we've seen a lot of highs and lows throughout the last five years. But I'm super grateful for all the experiences and all the lessons that I've learned here at Weber State. So this season, your regular season Big Sky champions, you go 15 and one in a, a, an abbreviated season. 
Uh, last season, though, was awesome as well, and you were a major contributor on that team, the best team that Weber State had seen in a long time. But it seems like it feels like this year, this team is it, it's just gone up just another level. It's kind of taken it one step higher. I want to ask you, what do you think is the difference between this year's team and last year's team? Um, I think every senior, every single year we've consecutively gotten better, and that's been our goal since the first year is just to be better the next day than we were the day before. Um, I think Michaela Sorensen adds a lot to our team this year. She's an amazing libero, and she really controls the ball well, and she um, receives serve very well. So she's helped us out a ton. And I think having the year of quarantine, the COVID year, really helped us because we were able to be in the gym together every single day and we were lifting hard, we were practicing hard. So it really helped us to just get better. I mean, last year was a hard year losing a lot of seniors. And I think people didn't expect us to be as good as we were this year, but I think just attacking the weight room and attacking the gym really paid off for us. Rylan, you guys are entering the Big Sky Tournament red hot, winning your last five matches and only dropping two sets along the way. How have you guys managed to stay so locked in during this run? I mean, it is exciting being 15 and one and being the regular season champs, but that's never really been our goal. Um, our goals are just to get better every single day so we don't get caught up too much in the wins and in the losses or in the emotion that's involved with being the champs. But we have goals to get better every single day. And so we had a great weekend and it was fun to celebrate, but we're getting back to work this week and getting ready for the tournament. So, Ryland, uh, my question for you is, where was there a moment that you knew that kind of things had changed in the program, obviously being here the entire time and kind of seeing maybe good, better, best, or mm-hmm. <laughs> bad, good, better, best. I don't know, whatever you want to term it, but was there a moment in your, in your journey here at Weber state where you had realized that things were, were different and that it, that had, it, everything had turned the corner? Um, I don't know if there was a specific moment, but I can say that every single year just consecutively got better. And I think, the highlight was last year playing in the big sky championship. You know, when we got there, it was just such an honor and it made all of us so happy. I mean, last year, all of the girls that were in my recruiting class graduated. So we really wanted to go out and win that because that was our recruiting class. But when we made it to the championship, we knew that we deserved to be there. And we knew that it wasn't a fluke, that that was just a testament to all the hard work that has gone in. So Hopefully we're shooting again for this year to be in that championship and to compete for the Big Sky Conference. Well, I want to ask you about the conference tournament that's coming up on March 31st in Greeley. Um, the seating is locked in now. Looks like Weber State, the one seed, is going to be getting Eastern Washington, the eight seed. And Eastern Washington, they came to the Swenson earlier this year, and I think that the outcome of those two matches was 3-1-3-1. Mm-hmm. And so I, I want to get your perspective on, uh, give us a scouting report on the Eagles. What do you think the, those matches are going to look like? Yeah, I mean, we can't take anyone lightly. I think every team in the tournament is a quality team. And I think Eastern Washington has a quality program. Um, they're good servers. They're just well-rounded volleyball players. And so I think if we can execute our game plan and take care of our side, we should be able to handle it. But I think it definitely is a great thing that we've already seen them. We've been against them, but like you said, it was three, one. So we can't take them lightly. I think they're a great team. So, and I kind of want to follow up on that. If the seating holds, if all the favorites win, it would go Eastern Washington would be the first opponent. And then the second opponent would be Northern Arizona. And then your final opponent would be 
northern Colorado on their home floor. And now that we're not jumping to any conclusions here. We're just saying if the seating holds, those would be mm-hmm. your opponents. Northern Arizona and UNC have been tough over the years. And so what what do you think that uh, what do you think we would see from those matches against the Lumberjacks and the Bears? I think both of those matches would just be a battle. I mean, every time we've played NAU and UNC, it's just been a grind fest. Who could grind it out the longest? I mean, NAU gave us our first loss and UNC, we had a tough weekend against them and we ended up going to five with them after being down 0-2. So um, yeah, they were tough games, but I have a lot of respect for both of those programs. I think they're both run really well. They have a lot of talent within their program. So they're going to be tough matches and it's going to be a tough road. But I think if we just take it one match at a time, that will be set. So last season, it kind of felt like you were, you were a little bit of a Swiss army knife. You did a lot of defense, right? You, I, I called you the double, double machine last year. It seemed like every single match you're getting 10 kills, 10 digs. And this year it feels like you, you've upped your game a little bit. You've become a go-to lady for this team. And I mean, you're the conference leader in kills per set. And so what, what went into that development in between the 2019 season and this season? Um, I was super anxious going into this last fall, not knowing if we were going to have a season or if that was going to be my senior year. But once I found out that the season was cut and that we would have it in the spring, um, I viewed the entire year as my year of growth. And so I'm super grateful for my teammates and my coaches because they've been in the gym with me every single day, pushing me, um, not only physically, but also mentally. Um, during my off time in the fall, I was also able to go to therapy and I was able to overcome an eating disorder. And honestly, for me, that has been like monumental. Like that's been one of my biggest accomplishments of my life. And I've seen how it's changed in my game. Uh, Mentally, I'm a lot tougher now than I was before. And then physically as well, I've been able to put on weight and put on some muscle and I've really seen it in my game. So I'm super grateful for my nutritionist, Julie, for my coaches and for my teammates, because they've pushed me in all aspects of my life. And I'm super grateful to all of them. So Ryland, I, I don't know if this is as much as a question, as much as it is a comment or anything else, but uh, I, my, I only have daughters. I have two daughters, a 13 and a nine-year-old, and I only have sisters too, strangely. <laughs> um, so I very much admire the journey that you just talked a little bit about going on. And I very much realize now with, with having a teenager, how, how tough it is to raise a confident girl that, that doesn't, you know, those issues are things that girls go through. So one, thank you for sharing that with us. I know, you know, mm-hmm. thank you for being open about it because that's, it's a tough thing. That's a tough thing for, 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 for women and girls to go through. Yeah. Thank you for sure. I see the societal pressures and, a lot of issues that are associated with eating disorders and going through it myself has actually motivated me to want to go and help other females and more specifically other female athletes who are struggling with it. It's beautiful. Thank you. Seriously. Yeah. Thank you. Rylan, um, you know, kind of going back to talking about the big sky tournament, which obviously is coming up, you know, in a little over a week's time, um, you know, you're going to be playing a lot of games against a lot of different teams in consecutive days. How does the preparation work from day to day? Because, you know, normally you get a whole week to prepare for somebody, but, you know, how do you prepare for someone in just one day? Yeah, it's going to be tough going back to back three days in a row. But I think this season has actually prepared us because we have been playing back to back. We've been seeing a lot of Friday, Saturday matches, a lot of Saturday, Sunday. So that has prepared us that way. But I think 
that it's just lots of fun. Like being in a tournament like this feels like club. It feels like high school. Like we're just going to go and play and play our hearts out and have as much fun as we can together. So I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a lot of volleyball and a lot of film, but we're super excited. All right, Rylan, we had senior night just the other night in the second match against Montana State. And prior to the match, I noticed that I think it was you and Ashlyn, or maybe it was Sam and Ashlyn, walked over and handed some flowers to the Montana State seniors, but there was no celebration for the Weber State seniors, you, Ashlyn, and Sam Sheese. And so maybe I'm jumping to conclusions here, but it seems to me that you three might be coming back. Is that the case? Yes, that is. We are coming back for the fall, so that is super exciting for us. And you know what? This squad, I, I was saying it on the broadcast the other day, this squad here with you three, uh, you three have been program changers. And so that is huge news for Weber State Wildcat volleyball fans. It's, that's just awesome news. And everybody's going to be super excited to hear that and have you back. Yeah, I'm super excited to be back. And I'm grateful it's with Ashlyn and Sam because they're the hardest workers. They're awesome teammates. They've done a lot for our team. I love them so much, and so I'm grateful that I get to play another season with them. All right, folks, you heard it here first on Weber State Weekly. We've got Rylan Adams, Ashlyn Power, and Sam Sheese all coming back, making a return trip next year to, to Ogden, and they're going to be back to defend their regular season conference title. Rylan, we are so grateful for your time. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Hey, Wildcat fans. This episode of Weber State Weekly is sponsored by Wildcat Rack. If you're looking for one-of-a-kind, officially licensed Weber State apparel, Wildcat Rack is the place. All the designs and apparel are made right here in Weber County by people who know and love the purple and white. Check out the latest designs by going to their website, wildcatrack.com, and be sure to follow them on Facebook and Instagram for new designs and sneak peeks as they become available. Now, back for more Weber State Weekly. That was Rylan Adams, and she is she's crushing it this entire season. Might be seeing some accolades coming from the conference this week. She's been absolutely destroying the Big Sky Conference. She's awesome. We're happy that she made the time to come on our show. We're going to move to our next segment, talking about basketball expectations. Fellas, we dropped a piece on the blog this last week, talking about historically, the, what do the numbers say about Weber State basketball? Should Weber State men's basketball be making the tournament more often than they have been? There's a lot of mixed reviews. We threw a poll out on Facebook and on Twitter, and I, I got to get some takes here. What are your thoughts? Chappie, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts on the blog post we dropped this last week? I have a lot of thoughts on this. <laughs> where, where do we start? <laughs> um, a lot of red meat in this. I, I thought Sean broke it down very well from a numbers perspective. I mean, I do sometimes think maybe we expect too much. You know, we, we want them to go to the tournament every year, and we do. And I, they want to go to the tournament every year too, right? But you do have to look at it in a realistic sense of saying over a 10-year stretch, over any given 10-year stretch, how many times should we go to the tournament? And to me, I, in fact, I vote, my vote <laughs> was, was three to four times, right? And I do think that that's reasonable, historically speaking, I, I think that that's what the, what it's been. Well, Sean had the numbers to back that up, but I also realize well two things. As a fan, I think I probably was a little spoiled in the '90s growing up a Weber State fan. I, I remember watching the '94 game when when you know when they beat Michigan State. I vividly remember being a senior in high school and watching you know Weber State beat North Carolina in the NCAA tournament. 
Uh, all my friends were in my basement that that night probably made me a wildcat fan for life. And so I, maybe I was a little spoiled. I, in fact, I probably was, you know, two wins in the NCAA tournament over, over a 10 year stretch. It, it looked and felt good and felt like that's what it should always be. But to Sean's point in the breakdown, you know, they only went twice under Ronna Beglin. <laughs> you know, those, those two trips that they won games were the only two times that Ronna Beglin took them to the tournament. Um, so we do have to be realistic about it, you know, and what those real, what those expectations are to me are in line with, with about that, that we need to be going three or four times in 10 years. Now I will say this as a last point. I think it's, I think people just start getting antsy at that three or four year mark. I mean, last time we went to the tournament was 2016. So we're, we're at five years now. Okay. So I, th I think with the expectation of going every three to four years, I think when we start getting past year three, people do start getting antsy and thinking okay it's it's time for us to go or else john king we dropped a whole bunch of numbers in that blog what were you thinking about them? so you know my personal opinion is i think that three to four you know times over the course of a decade i think that's a perfectly reasonable um number i mean you know some people i think who were answering the poll that was put on i believe it was facebook as to we should be going seven times in a decade that's a little bit outrageous in my opinion and the reason i say that is because you know Number one, the Big Sky Conference is, and for the foreseeable future, is going to be a one-bid tournament league. Um, you're gonna have to win your conference tournament if you want to make it to if you want to make it to the NCAA tournament. If we've all learned anything from watching college basketball pretty much wall to wall over the past week, college basketball might be the most random sport in the, that, that we have in this country. So, to basically sink the hopes of your entire season into a one week stretch where you've got to play four, three or four games and three or four nights, win all of those games. And that's the microcosm of your season. You're going to get some random results and you're going to have a result like, you know, like we had in the big Sarah conference tournament this year. I mean, you know, if, if Weber state plays Montana five times, then, you know, they probably, we, we probably win three of those games and would advance the next round, but on, you know, one night in one week and, you know, early parts of March, you know, it's, it's, it's very, very random. I mean, you know, you just look at the college, you know, and just to take a little bit of a national look at this, just for a couple seconds here, if you look at some of the upsets that took place over the past week, you know, in the, in the, in, in the basketball and the NCAA tournament, whether that's Oral Roberts getting to the sweet 16, or you've got Abilene Christian beating, beating Texas, or even like team, you know, there's like no big 10 teams left. I mean, as we're recording this on, Monday night, Michigan's the only team left from the Big Ten. That's just goes to continue to show how random that college basketball is. And so to say that, you know, it's it should be anything more than three to four times over a 10-year span, I just think that that's a little bit ludicrous. All right, so you both put your votes on three to four, and I'm going to push you a little bit here because on, on those polls, we're limited. We, we can only put so many options, and so we had to couple them together. I'm going to push both of you a little bit here and ask you, should it be closer to three or should it be closer to four? Chappie, let's go to you. Um, I'd say closer. I mean, the fan in me wants to say four, but realistically, I say three. But to be fair, I mean, we haven't done that. You know, I mean, what are we looking at? We look at 20, what, if we go back 21, 22 years, we've gone to the tournament four times and won one game. And if we look at the past 20 years, we've gone three times. So we're not averaging that. So I'm, I'm inclined to say every, you know, closer to three, I'd be happy with that. But 
the problem is, is, you know, we, we're not there. I mean, under Randy Ray, there was, there was a stretch where we went twice in three years. It was a great stretch. Um, but yeah, closer to three. John King, three or four. Yeah. I'm also going to say three. I mean, you know, basically what it gets down to be is, you know, about, thir- you know, about 30% of the time, you know, over the course of a decade, I think that that's perfectly reasonable. I think that that's reasonable to go to the NCAA tournament. I mean, that's pretty much three different solid senior classes over the course of 10 years is what it comes down to, especially in a conference like the big sky, which is a one, which is a one bid, bid, bid league. And, you know, if you've got, you know, if you've got 10 recruiting classes that you're going to bring in over the course of a decade, to have three really solid senior classes that can carry you to, you know, a big sky championship. That's something that I think is reasonable. I, I think not to, not to fan this too much, but I think a lot of the frustration from the fan base is that maybe the expectation is three times in 10 years, but it's hard to, it's, it's hard to watch what are the best players. Some of the best players the program's ever seen go through and, never have them get to the tournament, right? Like traditionally, that's what it is. When, when we have really good, when we have Jermaine Boyette come through the program, he gets to the NCAA tournament, right? When we have Harold Arsenault and Eddie Gill come through, they get to an NCAA tournament. Um, you know, when they have, oh, was that, was it Kel McCoy? Is that his name? I mean, you know, they make it to the NCAA tournament. Um, so that's, that's our part. W- knowing that, you know, in the last decade, we've had, clearly the best player that the school has ever had come through here. Right. And then in Dame and then having the school's all-time leading scorer come through here uh, in Jarek Harding. And then you know, Isaiah Brown, I know he was not here um, all four years, but I mean, that guy's up there as far as talent goes. I mean, his talent level is just as good as any of those guys in the top 10 of, of all-time players in this program. Uh, maybe, maybe he isn't there because he doesn't necessarily have the longevity, but Talent wise and numbers wise, he's absolutely there. And I think that's the maybe the hard pill to swallow as a fan is that you're seeing these guys come through and they're we're not getting to see them on the biggest stage. We're not getting to see if they can go beat Michigan State or North Carolina. So I think my thing with this whole discussion, I, I voted three to four years as well. I would like to see it be more towards the four side, but I think that if I'm pressed, I think I'd say that the realistic expectation would be closer to the three side. You've got programs who emerge just out of nowhere sometimes, right? Eastern Washington doesn't have a strong basketball tradition or program. And I mean, look at them. They've gone back to back big sky championships and Shantae Leggins just announced today that he's going to be leaving for Portland. But I mean, the programs, they fluctuate, they go in and out, they come, they go, you know, ebb and flow, whatever you want to call it. And Weber State's been fairly constant over the years. And so when you see these people who are saying, oh, Weber State should be going seven plus years, seven, eight, nine years out of 10, I I just, I have such a hard time buying that because it's never been that good. I mean, maybe in the first days of the program, way back, what, you know, four or five decades ago, but guess what? Ever since then, it's never, ever been that good. Weber State hasn't wanted that clip. And so I think when you get people who have these expectations that are just way too high. I mean, it's, that's tough, you know? And, and I think that we did a great job breaking down the numbers and showing that they've never wanted that clip. Weber state probably is the most successful basketball program in the big sky conference, but expecting more of a three to four time appearance in a 10 year span. I think I just, I feel like, 
you know, just my gut feeling that feels right. But then when you put the numbers to it as well, it's hard to argue against saying that three to four times should be the expectation. Well, and here, here's the thing for me, though, and maybe this is you have to realize this, too. Uh, the games I went to this year, okay, the Weber State games that I went to this year for basketball, uh, it was me and there were some young families in the arena, younger, uh, but there were a lot of a lot of older older folks there, you know, or what you, the blue hairs, or whatever you want to call them, the, the real the older generation, the, the senior citizen folks. There were a lot of them at the games, and I couldn't help but notice that. So I'm like, well, how? Why are they here? I mean, they, they've clearly been here for a long time. What's what's getting them there? And and it's that golden generation. I mean, it's that that stretch from the late '70s into the '80s when Weber State was going to the tournament three times in three years, you know, under Phil Johnson. And, you know, they were going at a higher clip than what we've seen, what we're seeing now. And part of me just yearns for those types of situations because it does, the, the residual benefit of that is that you do make fans for life. You, the people that get to watch that, see that and enjoy that, they're still going to games 40 years later. <laughs> and that's what they're planning their night around. Yeah, I think, I think that there have been, you know, some good points. And I think that we've kind of laid it all out there in that piece. There was no opinion in that piece. It was just facts, right? It was just facts. And it looks like the numbers are very much telling us what the expectations should be. So I want to get to our next question though. And I want to ask you to, how long is it going to be before Weber State's next NCAA tournament appearance? John King, we'll toss it to you. Well, first of all, I'm going to start by saying um, this piece, you know, this past Saturday while I'm sitting down and I'm watching basketball, of course, I have the, and I put this in our Slack when we were, you know, that we all communicate in. I'm sitting down and I'm watching the Eastern Washington and Kansas game and Eastern Washington played extremely, extremely, extremely well. Um, you know, really, and it looks like Kansas is going to lose this evening. I just checked the score on my phone to USC, but you know, Eastern Washington very easily could have won that game. And I'm sitting there on my couch and I'm, I'm watching the TV and I'm like, man, this could have been us. Like I really, you know, it really could have been us. And so, you know, the key is the, the the key really at this point in the NCAA tournament is just getting in because if you look at some of the statistics, I was doing this while I was researching, you know, how I was going to fill out my bracket this year. If you look at some of the statistics that are out there, more and more of these games are becoming toss ups. I mean, over the last decade, like the 13 four game is pretty much 50 50. And, you know, I know everybody picks the 12 five upset. And when you fill out a bracket, everybody's told to do that. But like the 13 four is becoming, you know, more and more common. You know, we've had a couple 14 seeds win in the past couple of years. Um, there's been, um, there, 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 there's been, let's see, like, like six 15 seats that I can think of, like on the, in the past decade that have won games. I mean, it's becoming more, more and more of these games are becoming toss-ups in the tournament in the first round, which is just making it harder and harder, you know, to fill in an NCAA tournament bracket. And so, you know, I, when I, my personal opinion is, is Weber State could, 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 could very well do this within the next three years, you know, get it in one time and, you know, a 14 versus a three game, a three seed isn't what it was 25 years ago. Okay. There were a lot of competitive games there. I mean, Abilene Christian won. Eastern Washington gave Kansas all that they could handle. I mean, and that just wasn't the case in the mid-90s, you know, for the most part. I mean, you could pretty much pencil your one, two, and three seed, and even the four seed for the most part. Pencil them in, they're going to the next round. And so, you know, 
to me, it's just about getting back in. And then once you get back in, I mean, as we've seen from this year, I mean, literally anything can happen. So, John, you're saying three years before Weber State's next tournament appearance? I'm saying three years. And so to your point, I mean, this year we've seen the 15 seed, Oral Roberts, is going to the Sweet 16. We saw a 14 seed upset Texas. And so, yeah, the NCAA tournament, it's been all types of crazy in recent years. We saw the first 16 seed win just a couple of years ago with UMBC being Virginia. Chappie, we'll toss that same question to you. How long before Weber State wins the Big Sky Tournament and gets back to the big dance? Back to our gambling segment last week. <laughs> what, what is the opposite of playing on house money? What would that be? Being, being in the holes? That, would that be the, the best gambling term for that? Um, John? That, 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 that'd be fair. I mean, you know, I wouldn't say we were on tilt yet, but, you know, yeah, yeah, that'd be fair. Okay. Okay, so if, if we're supposed to go, what, once every 3.33 years statistically, if that's our break or, you know, um, we're past we're past due right we're already we're already past we're, we're in, we are in the hole if we haven't been since 2016 um we weren't gonna go last year so we're at we're at five years right now if it goes to eight years between making ncaa tournament appearances uh i don't know that that's gonna be good for us i don't, I don't know that that's gonna be good for the fan base <laughs> so it needs to be sooner than that if it's not next year probably needs to be the year after that and and I'm not saying I am 100% not a, hey, Randy, Randy Ray needs to go guy. I mean, I last season, the last couple of seasons before this year, I definitely thought at the end of last year, you know, we, we need to improve next year quite a bit or else maybe it needs, it's going to start getting a little bit uncomfortable. And, and we did. We improved quite a bit. This was a good season. Okay. So I'm, I'm definitely not of that ilk. Right. But yeah, if we don't if we don't go in the next year or two, I, it does start to get maybe a little bit uncomfortable. So I I hear what you're saying, Chappie. I think with this current group of players, we got a really good core. And Eastern Washington very well might be losing their stranglehold over things with Shantae Leggins leaving. He might. We've already seen that Jacob Davidson, who's a preseason co- conference MVP coming into the season, has announced he's entered the transfer portal. And so I'm thinking with this current group of players, we might see it next year. Fingers crossed for Wildcat Nation. And this, I think it's going to lead us into our C block here. We're going to be talking a little bit about what we can expect from Weber State athletics, basketball as well over the next decade. And so I'm going to start it off and we'll toss it to John King first. And we'll ask, John, I want to know the men's hoops program over the next decade, how many conference championships are they going to win? We are going to win three conference championships. I think that that is, you know, I think that that's really the number. I think that's the number that we should be striving for. Um, you know, three times in the, in the dance is where we want to is, is where we want to be. And then hopefully, you know, you can get into a position where you can win, you know, at least where you can win at least one game every 10 years. You know, I, I think that that's, I think that that's pretty reasonable. I mean, you know, you, you're all, uh, I mean, the big sky is always going to kind of be one of those lower seeded conferences. So, you know, it's going to have to be an, it's going to have to be a pretty good upset in order to win a game in the tournament, but winning, I think that winning a game once every 10 years, I mean, some people may say that that's, that's too low of an expectation, but personally, that's what I think is reasonable. Jappy, how many conference championships is the men's hoops program going to win over the next decade? So I, I guess I'll start out by disagreeing with John King just a little bit. I, I very much understand where the big sky is in the pecking order. 
but I, I, I guess I tend to be, I guess, a little bit more of a dreamer. And especially when I look at like what the West Coast Conference has done, you know, I, I sit there and think to myself, like, the Big Sky could do that. <laughs> Maybe not to that extent, but the West Coast Conference 100% has gone from a single bid, big, excuse me, a single bid league, just like any other, you know, uh, mid-major league to two and often three bids, right? And they, they, they naturally have done it over 20 plus years. It's taken a while, but I, I think the Big Sky, I mean, what makes their programs outside of Gonzaga that much better than, than our programs? The, yeah, the, the facilities aren't that much better. Again, everything here I'm saying is outside of Gonzaga and perhaps Brigham Young. But, you know, uh, Shante Leggins, to me, that, that one was out of left field. Like Portland State now has better facilities than Portland does, <laughs> right? He, he's going to Portland to, for, for more money, which is just interesting in and of itself. But back to the original question. How many times? Uh, it's 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 three, potentially four. I, I'm going to stick with the averages. Maybe we get to four because I think we're due. You know, we're we're five years past, so we're two years past. We're five years from our last birth, meaning we're two years past what the numbers say we should be doing historically. So yeah, I'm going to say three, hopefully four times. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree. I think that the trajectory of the program has changed over the course of the last year. Two years ago, Jared Harding's senior year, the program went 12 and 20. This last year, they went 17 and 5 in the regular season. I mean, it, the program is just on the up and up. I think we're going to be seeing right in that right in that wheelhouse that three to four appearances over the next 10 years. I think that's that's where Weber State's going to be looking. So with softball, they've been dominant over the course of the last five, six years under coach Mary Kay Amico, and they've won four consecutive big sky titles. Same question. I want to know how many Big Sky Conference titles, how many NCAA tournament appearances is the softball program going to have? Chappie, we'll let you have the first go. Yeah, I think the expectations for the softball program is a little bit higher, um, and, and that's due to Coach Amicon. I mean, they've done a great job. As long as she's here, I think we have a, a very much above average shot to go to the NCAA tournament every year. So. I'm going to say my number would be five. Five times over 10 years is what they should be expecting. My number is, is going to be a little bit higher than uh, Chappie's. Well, actually, it's only going to be one number higher than Chappie's. Um, I'm going to go with six times. And the reason, reason behind that is is that, you know, softball, because of the nature of the sport, it really allows for the best teams to win conference championships for two reasons. Number one, um, double elimination conference conference tournament that gives you a little bit of leeway. You know, if you have a bad game, like, you know, our men's basketball team did against Montana a couple of weeks ago, they would have gone to lose losers bracket and you could possibly see yourself out of that and, 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 and win a conference title. The other thing too, is that in softball, Pitching is less of a premium than what it is in baseball. You don't have three starting pitchers who pitch one, you know, game, one game a weekend. You could have someone pitch two games in a day because of the motion of the arm. And so it allows for you to have a more consistent lineup than, uh, than other sports. And that also allows you to have a little bit more control if you have, you know, let's say just one dominant pitcher. And so for that, for those two reasons, I think that, you know, I think that six is, is a pretty good number. It's tough to say a specific number because I think that as long as Mary Kay Amicone is at Weber state, and I think she's a lifer, as long as she's there, I think that the expectation 
now is that every season they'll win the conference championship. And so to me, it depends. Is she going to be there for the full 10 years? If that's the case, I'd say that the expectation is probably seven or eight times because I, I say that honestly, I think that the program would expect to win up to 10 times. I'm going to lower it to seven or eight just because it's sports, right? Things don't always go according to plan. That's why we take the field. That's why we watch the games because we don't know what's going to happen. As long as Mary Kay Amicone is the head coach, I believe that Weber State has the best softball program. I believe that they have the best chance at winning the Big Sky Conference Championship. And so I'm, I'm going to say even higher than that. I'm going to say seven to eight times. And I've got to, I can't push. I can't push. I'll pin it down. Let's say, I'm going to say eight times. Over the next decade, if Mary Kay Amicone stays for the full 10 years, I think that Weber State softball wins eight Big Sky championships because I think that she's just raised the program to a level that it's near unprecedented in the Big Sky. And I, I think that that's kind of the expectation with Coach Amicone at the helm. We'll move on to volleyball. And this time we're going to give John King the first crack. John, John King, how many times – is volleyball going to win the Big Sky Tournament over the next decade? Keep in mind, this is a program that's only won the Big Sky Tournament once in program history back in 1988. So I'm going to say in this particular case, I'm going to say twice. And um, I think one of those is going to be this year. And then, you know, I think that we win over the next, um, you know, over the next two seasons, be it next fall and the fall afterwards. And then, you know, we're going to have to see what happens. I mean, Jeremiah Larson's done an excellent job. Um, uh, he's done an excellent job, you know, coming in and absolutely resurrecting this program, bringing it back from the dead. And so, you know, athletic departments, they take notice of that all, all over the country. And, you know, we, we talk all the time about, you know, speculation about, you know, where's Jay Hill going to be in a couple of years? Well, I think that Jeremiah Larson's also going to fall into that category too at some point. And so as long as he sticks around, I think that Weber State is going to continue to be very, very successful um, uh, in, in, in the volleyball uh, in the volleyball program. They're going to compete, you know, towards the top of the conference every year because once he's got his players, and that's precisely what they've done. Um, but you know, is that something that is going to be the case for the? Like, do I do I think that Jeremiah Larson is probably here at, at Weber State for the next ten years? I would say more than likely not. And so, you know, it's going to come down to, all right, so if he, you know, if he leaves, how is he replaced by the university? Jappy, volleyball, 10 years, big sky championships, go. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go back to where you were saying, as far as expectations and coaching, it, it does. It depends on how long coach Larson is here. Uh, I, I, and, and it does go back to historic expectations of the program. So I'm going to say four, I'm going to say four times over the next 10 years. I'm going to say four as well. I think the Weber State wins the championship this year. I think that they've proven that they're the, the, the best, the most talented team. The top level talent of Weber State is unmatched in the Big Sky Conference. I think they're winning it this year. I think they're going to win it next year. They got that senior class that's all coming back. I mean, how could you pick against them next year? With Ashlyn Power, the school's all-time assist leader, Rylan Adams, who very well might be Big Sky Player of the Year this year, Sam Sheets. I mean, I, I don't know how you'd pick against them next year as well. With the trajectory of the program just on the up and up, I think that they get two more over the course of the next eight years following that. And so I think Wildcat Volleyball has completely changed over you know the last three, four, five years. And over the next 10, 
They're going to win four Big Sky championships. We're calling it. All right, fellas, we got 90 seconds each. We'll go football. How many Big Sky championships are these guys going to win over the course of the next 10 years? Chappie. We're talking championships or championship game appearances? Tell me, which one, what's the... What's what's the what's the number? Is it, if it's if it's national championships, one like just getting one is an accomplishment. <laughs> We're gonna talk. Let, let's say we'll say national championship game appearances. How many times is the football team gonna go to Frisco over the course of the next ten years? Okay, uh, if that's the case, I'm I'm just I'm gonna say two, uh, and that doesn't that that's not a a negative. That's not a negative to Coach Hill. We could absolutely be a dynasty. There's a lot more competition in in FCS football uh, around the country than than a lot of the other sports. I mean, there's a lot of good programs even in our own league, and you know you have to you have to take down the Bison and everybody everything that comes with that in the Valley as well. So, uh, to me, two trips would be an absolute honor. John King trips to Frisco, North Dallas, next ten years. How many times football going to do it? I'm going to say twice as well, but I'm actually going to call my shot because um, I think that 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 is going to occur both within the next calendar year. I think that you're going to be looking at um, going to Frisco this this spring. I've been saying that pretty much ever since we started this show. And then I also thinking that we're going to come back in the fall season and we're going to do it again. And then and never so, again for the for the remaining part of that 10 years. They're not going back. I I think that. I think that this group is really, really solid. And then we're going to evaluate after next season and see who's still here and who, you know, moves on. But I'm going to say two out of the next 10. Yeah, that's a tough one. Because, like, is it the start of the legacy or is it the end? You don't know that. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I've said, I I was telling people this last week, man. You do not know, you you don't recognize the the golden age of anything, the good old days until they're gone. And, we are 100% there with Weber State football right now. So go to the stadium and watch because these are the good old days. Yeah, ask the Oklahoma City Thunder how that worked out for them. It didn't work out well, but I'm calling my shot. They're going four times in the next 10 years, fellas. Four. That's right. They're going twice this year. This count, uh, I'll say twice in the next 12 months, right? They're going once in the spring season. They're going once in the fall season. And then they're going to make it back two more times in the next 10 years. I think that this program is, I mean, they've taken off. I think they're going to take off again. I think that they've got the, the talent in place to do it. I think they've got the infrastructure in place to do it. This program, that's right. They're going another step after this season, after the, the next couple seasons. They're going to go back, and they're going to go back a couple times. I think we're going to come back. I think the Wildcats are going to come back with a a couple rings even from that matchup in Frisco. All right, fellas. And last question. I want to know out of the entire athletic department, which program, which team is going to be the surprise program over the next 10 years? We've seen a couple surprise programs over the last 10 years with softball, with volleyball. I want to know who is the under the radar program that's going to emerge over the next 10 years. And we'll toss it to John King. So my answer is going to be women's soccer. The reason behind that is that, you know, women's soccer was uh, under the leadership of Tim Crompton um, was one of the better teams in the Big Sky Conference. And I think it's going to take a couple of years to get back to that level. But the one thing about the state of Utah is, is that there is a ton of, you know, there's a ton of soccer talent 
um, in the States. So it's a good recruiting ground. And therefore, you know, if you're in a fertile recruiting ground, eventually you're going to hit on a class. And so, you know, I think that coach Sanders is going to take him a couple of years to get the people that he wants, you know, in place to play the style of, you know, soccer that he wants to play. Um, but when that happens, I think that everything is in place for that program to, um, uh, you know, to have a little bit of a resurrection. There's a lot of really good soccer talent in the state of Utah. Chappie, who's going to surprise us over the next 10 years? So I want to give an official answer and then a dream answer. Uh, the official answer is women's basketball. Okay. They are going to surprise us by being decent. This was a good program. And traditionally, at a lot of uh, schools where you have a very strong men's program, the women's program also is very strong. And, and, Weber State's women's team has had good years. They've made the NCAA tournament before. They made it two consecutive years in 2002 and 2003. They've obviously fallen on really hard times. <laughs> but to me, uh, we're talking surprises. I think the women's basketball team uh, could surprise us. We, ha we have the facilities. We have everything we need to compete. Okay. Now for my dream answer. The dream answer is a sport that we don't have yet. It's baseball. Baseball is going to be surprises because we're actually going to have a baseball program in 10 years. Spicy hot takes from Chappie. Baseball is coming in in the next decade. For my take, I, I got to agree with, with John King. I think it's going to be soccer. That team is not too far removed from winning multiple Big Sky champions uh, championships. Uh, Tim Crompton, now the athletic director, I think he's going to put a focus, a spotlight on that women's soccer program. I think the success of the other programs is going to bleed over into these other sports, but women's soccer is going to be the first one to see it. They're going to turn it around the next 10 years, and they're going to surprise a lot of people. All right, we're going to wrap it up. Now we're going to take a look at the Weber State athletic schedule over the next week. Fellas, we got a ton of stuff to cover the next week. Starts on Friday. We got softball versus Idaho State at 2 p.m. We got women's soccer versus SUU at 3.30 p.m. We're going to have a little bit of an overlap in those two games. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then softball is going to run it back against the Bengals at 4 p.m. We got a softball doubleheader on Friday. Saturday, softball against the Bengals one more time at high noon. And then we got the big one. We got football against the Jacks. Northern Arizona coming into town. 1 p.m. You can find that one on Pluto TV or listen to Steve Plowkey, the legend on 103.1 The Wave. Sunday afternoon, the team down south is going to make their way up north. SUU coming to town playing some soccer against these ladies who we think are going to be a surprise team over the next decade. So got a lot of good Wildcat action for you to follow this weekend. This program, this whole entire department is looking really good. Great weekend to keep up with Wildcat sports. Want to remind you, if you want to get in, in contact with the Weber State Weekly team, you can find, you can email us, info at weberstateweekly.com. We also have our Gmail account, weberstateweekly at gmail.com. You can email us at either of those, and we'll do our best to get back to you in a timely manner. If you have any guests that you would like to have us on, segment ideas, please reach out to us. We want to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Weber State Weekly. We're posting a lot of good stuff there as frequently as we can. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Weber State Weekly. And we're very active on Twitter. That's the best place to interact with the Weber State Weekly team on game days, especially. We also have a blog, weberstateweekly.com. You can find a lot of written content there. You can also listen to our podcast there. It's on WeberStateWeekly.com and want to remind you one more time to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can go to WeberStateWeekly.com. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, 
Apple Pods. It's never been easier to find the Weber State Weekly team. Go to any of those, subscribe, rate, review, and help us get into the ears of as many Wildcat fans as possible. So we'll wrap it up how we always do, fellas, and we'll say Weber State, Weber State. Great. 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 Go Wildcats. Weber State Weekly is a Deep State Media production. It's produced by Colby Peterson. It's directed and edited by Dan Martinez.